Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, I Just a kind of an editorial note here. I'm uh, preaching on our first lessons for a couple years here. It's kind of a little variety. But I got to say, I'm grateful uh, that I don't have to preach on Matthew 5 this week because that's pretty loaded text about um, heavy, heavy things with hellfire and divorce and all that stuff. So... Uh, so for today, uh, we are focusing on uh, Deuteronomy uh, 30, uh, verses 15 to 20. And here, once again, our opening verses from Deuteronomy. See, I have set before you today life and prosperity, death and adversity. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I am commanding you today, by loving the Lord your God, walking in his ways and observing his commandments, decrees and ordinances, then you shall live and become numerous. The Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you do not hear, but are led astray to bow down to other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall perish, and you shall not live long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. <clears throat> Our text for this week strikes in a couple different directions. At one level, these words make a lot of sense. God gives holy rules with holy guidance. And should we not expect that if the Israelites uh, followed these rules, then their obedience would result in prosperity, health, and well-being? Seems pretty straightforward that following the way of God should lead one to thrive in the world, whereas disobeying God should result in hardship. Good things happen to good people, and bad things should happen to bad people, right? Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. However, this is not really how the world works, is it? There are all sorts of bad things that happen to good people, and all sorts of prosperity that is rewarded to the undeserving in our world. The righteous often suffer unjustly, and the unjust often sneak through life without their chickens ever coming home to roost. There are several folks who follow all the rules, practice clean living, and by all accounts do everything right. But their pathways through life are more like the treacherous, pothole-laden streets of Ronan <laughs> than any heavenly roads paved in gold. Converse, conversely, there are sadly murderers who will never be caught, swindlers, go unpunished, and perpetrators of assault that will never be prosecuted. The ways of the world are often ways of unrighteousness and injustice, despite our Lord's commands otherwise. Of course, this is what our text centers on today, the commands of God to God's chosen people, the Israelites. As with most commandments and laws found in our scriptures, they're not laws given to all, but instead form a covenant with a distinct set of people. 
The way of life and prosperity, or death and adversity, was not set before everyone everywhere, but instead was given to God's chosen people at a time of God's choosing. These laws were given to form a special bond and relationship between the descendants of Abraham and their God. If the people followed the commandments in Deuteronomy and Leviticus, they would be living in a faithful relationship with our God. If they disobeyed, they would betray this covenantal relationship that they were expected to keep with our Lord. These rules, laws, and commandments then were more about living in or out of relationship with the Almighty than in any sort of simple rule following. It is in this sense the idea of upholding laws and covenants for the sake of relationship that our passage from Deuteronomy makes more sense. After all, in a generalized universal interpretation, the expectation that life and prosperity goes to the good among us, while death and adversity go to the bad, simply does not hold up with our lived experience in the world. On the other hand, the notion that we can harm one another in our relationships if we do or don't do certain things is very on the nose for much of our lived experience. <clears throat> How many things have you said to a partner, friends, or family that you wish you could take back but can't? Words that cut others to their core are not only harmful on their own, but also harmful because they hurt the relationship. Are there things that you have done or left undone that have caused rifts in your relationship with your spouse, with your family, or both? For instance, it is not necessarily wrong to avoid weddings or funerals that you do not want to go to. I, I would like to attend. <laughs> I'll put that in there and then Todd and Amber. Yeah. <laughs> Besides the point, well, maybe I'm preaching the shocks here, I don't know. It's not necessarily wrong to avoid a wedding or a funeral that you don't want to attend. But when these are weddings or funerals for close family members, and you fail to show up, your absence can cause real harm, lasting harm, in those relationships. When it comes to our relationships, we experience life and prosperity when we show up for each other and meet or exceed expectations, while adversity comes when we fail to uphold our end of the bargain. This is the kind of thing that God laid out for the Israelites after they were given laws to obey in Deuteronomy. These laws showed the people how they could live faithfully in a trusting relationship with their God while on earth. If they obeyed, trust would be fostered and maintained. If they disobeyed, trust would be broken. Much as in our family and friend relationships still today, the people had the opportunity to preserve and foster trust with our Lord, or they could shatter it by disobeying the Lord's expectations of them. The real sins would be more about how they harmed their relationship with their maker than any sort of bad words or actions that they would need to atone for down the road. As is the case for all people throughout all time, the Israelites proved to be imperfect. 
Well, maybe not. Charlie's perfect, I guess. But <laughs> uh, the rest of us are very much prone to imperfection. They could not live up to the holy standards laid out for them in the laws of Moses. And they broke trust in the relationship with our God. I suppose it's to be expected, but it is still sad. I wish life could go perfectly for everyone all the time. But that is, not sim- that is simply not the world we live in. It was no different for the people who first received these scriptures or for their descendants. The good news for us today is that we are reminded once again that God is faithful even when we are not. There is no way for us to perfectly follow where the Lord leads And while this is the case, our God still promises to save us, even when we are most desperate and lost. These laws were were indeed given for the sake of our relationship with our Creator. God prizes that relationship more than anything else. May the Lord's redemption never fail. For we certainly will need God's grace over and over again and again as we stumble along the pathways that are set before us. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor.